fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, what a news day it's been. There is so much to get to today. It's going to be like a rapid fire. We're not going to have a whole lot of time to like break down each individual topic in some in-depth stuff, so we'll try and do the best we can. But it's a Monday, trying to kick off a brand new week. Hey, welcome into the program. It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the place, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. Welcome aboard like you do every single day. Your millennial general reporting for duty. No matter you may be watching or listening to us all over the place, we appreciate you hanging out. What a day. What a day. You ever have that moment where you go back and you remember what your parents used to say when you were a kid back in the day and you were trying to figure everything out and you would mishap, you would mess up, you would do something bad or do something wrong and your parents would catch you in it or you got away with it for a while because you made up a story and then it came back to bite you in the you know what. Remember what your parents would always say? The truth will always come out in the end. Don't lie. Don't try to cover it up. Just admit it, move on, learn from the mistake, and go about your business because the truth will always come out in the end. And I'm telling you, it's still something that I think most of society maybe has forgotten. Maybe the helicopter parents that never gave their children or kids, I guess if you want to say one or the other, whatever, uh, either the children or kids, any responsibility to where they didn't mess up or because they didn't have the opportunity to. Maybe they forgot that message, or maybe we've just grown into the victimization stage so much in society that we just don't even think about that anymore. But guess what? The truth always comes out in the end, and it's starting to happen with the left-wing progressive ideology and their agenda with what they've done to Donald Trump, what they've done to try and uh, lie about Trump, to try and uh, when they actually went and tried to get rid of Trump and kick him out of office, when they impeached him multiple times, they realize now that they're in a you-know-what, because it's all coming out in the end. we got a lot to get to today. I want to get to that. We have Steve, uh, Steve Bannon. That was a quick turnaround, right? He was in. He was out. He's got his arraignment on Thursday. Who knows what's going to happen there, but he's not staying in prison right now. The judge did let him go, and he made some pretty harsh statements, so we'll talk about that. We have the Kyle Rittenhouse hearing that's about wrapped up now. We'll see what the jury does on that one. I have not talked much about it on this program, and there is a reason why, is because we can analyze as we go about it, but at the end of the day, honestly, the, the only thing you need to learn and hear is the closing arguments. You listen to the opening and the closing arguments. That's the most important part of this entire thing because everything in between is completely forgotten. If you know that juries are you and I, when you get that letter in the mail and say, you have jury duty, you're thinking, oh, shucks, man. And then you go and you got to decide whether you're going to, you're just an average guy and you can't listen to everything. The The lawyers try and do all their legal jargon to catch each other up. And it's a really a, a contest between who's got the bigger set, you know, in the, in the courtroom and who can do the more, you know, nice little suave things legally. But at the end of the day, they're appealing to you, a jury of the people in the community, and you don't get all of that stuff. A lot of it goes over your head. You just want to hear the information so you can make your own assumption on what actually happened in the case. So we'll get to that here in just a second as well. We have Dr. Vermel Green. 
She is a great guest. We've had her on the program many times before. The Boys Initiative. She's the uh, d- uh, executive director for that, boysinitiative.org. Also author of the book, P- Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. We'll chat with her coming up at the bottom of the hour on the public education debate going into the midterm elections. We'll talk about critical race theory. We'll talk about the election from Virginia where that was kind of the focal point was public education and parents' rights. So we'll get to that and get her thoughts on that here in just a little bit. Plus, the love quarrel between Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. (laughs) Going back to the parents teaching you that the truth comes out in the end. I don't know if you've been following this or not, if it matters to you or not in any way, shape, or form, but Steve Bannon, former advisor to President Donald Trump, he left during the administration. I'm a fan of Steve Bannon. I don't always agree with them all politically, but I'm a fan of Steve Bannon. I think he's done some good stuff. I think that he is a firebrand that needs to be. I think that he has a purpose that needs to be heard. And whether people agree with him or like him is really up in the air. But kind of the whole yin and yang, like there's a purpose for it and there's a need for his voice, whether you like it or not, I think is necessary in society today because he is a firebrand who just don't care and he's going to make his voice heard regardless. Kind of like Roger Stone, if you remember him. And he was uh, in prison for a little bit. Trump got him out. And then, uh, again, he's a firebrand. These are the individuals that need to be heard right now. And with his whole uh, involvement in the January 6th investigations, which is stupid that it's still going on, let's be honest. It was a mostly, I'm still going to keep saying this, it it was a mostly peaceful protest. 250,000 people show up to a rally for Trump on January 6, 2001, and 200 people break into the Capitol, and they say that it was a terrorist activity when it was a very small fraction of people that were just stupid that, you know, just took things a little bit too far. Again, you talk about the herd mentality. One person does something and the entire momentum goes that way. That's kind of what happened. Plus, you got the other ones that actually instigated it that I think were on the other side, kind of the droplets trying to instigate and antagonize and make something like that happen. But now Steve Bannon lied or did whatever that the courts think that he was doing or the Democrats think that he was doing. So they brought him into arraignment. He was in, turned himself in today. He walked back out. He's got his arraignment on Thursday to see exactly what kind of punishment he will get. But they have taken his, uh, his, uh, uh, his, uh, whatever. His card away, his visa, his visa, yeah. Um, They took it away so he can't go anywhere, not like he's actually planning on doing it. I don't know if you're aware or not, but Steve Bannon actually has a radio and TV program. I don't know how popular it is. I think it's pretty good. It's on, what is it, Real Real America's Voice TV network? It's a great network. Steve Bannon rocking a show on there, doing well. So he's not going anywhere, but they took his passport away. And he goes back in on Thursday. But while he was going in and going out, made some pretty intense, harsh statements. According to Newsmax.com, quote, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the misdemeanor from hell from Merrick Garland, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden. As he says that he's about ready to go on the offense. I'm never going to back down. They took on the wrong guy this time. We're taking the we're taking down the Biden regime. Harsh statements. Now, again. Like him or dislike who Steve Bannon is and what he actually does, this is honestly the mentality of a lot of people right now across the country. The Biden administration is pushing the buttons over and over and over and over again. You're not censoring us or silencing us. You're really angering us. And God forbid everything, anything turn 
violent in any way, shape, or form. Nobody wants that. I don't want that, and I hope to God that never, ever, ever happens. But at some point in general, this is talking generalities here, when you push the buttons of the vast population long enough, eventually they're going to start pushing back. We're already starting to see that with near 5 to 10% of the entire workforce maybe stepping away due to COVID-19 vaccination mandates. When inflation is up near 6 to 7% across the nation, when there is a supply issue, which let's be honest, no, it's not because you're just out rushing and rushing and uh, as mobs to go and get things off the shelves. They're telling you to do that by saying there is a shortage to get you into panic buying. You ever hear the shops? Buy this now because the sale ends soon. Oh my gosh, I got to go get that right now. You, do we even need it? Have we ever even used that product? I don't know, but it's off by like 5%. We got to go buy it now because it'll never be this low again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the sales mentality that a lot have, unfortunately, because, oh, it's on sale. We saved five bucks. Honey, did we even need it? Doesn't matter. I'm not saying mine does that, but there are a lot of couples. I've seen them. They go crazy like that. That's what the government's done to you. Hey, there's going to be a shortage. Go out and buy this stuff right now. So now you see videos of people hoarding things because they told you to do so. Then they come back and be like, well, it's because the economy is doing really good and people want to go and buy a lot of product. No, you're trying to hide the fact that your inflation rates suck right now and that you're not allowing these ships to actually dock on the coast to actually get uh, to unload their products to be able to get to the supermarkets all over the nation. So you're covering up by making people do panic buying. But I digress. It's the same mentality with this issue, whether it's the vaccines, whether it's election integrity, whether it's the immigration issue at the southern border, whether it's inflation rates, whether it's the mass spending, whether it's the the ongoing continued hateful, spiteful attacks on Donald Trump right now with the January 6th protests. Uh, regardless of what it is, you're pushing the buttons. Then when we get angry, you try to silence us to where we can't be heard. Telling you at some point people are not going to like it and they're going to start rebelling or start just not complying. They're already doing it with the vaccine mandate. So keep pushing the buttons. But eventually you're going to get to that point where you just messed with the wrong people and you messed with enough of them that it's actually going to have an impact and you can't do anything about it. Steve Bannon is right now one of those voices that's doing that. So I say good for him. Good for him. I'm a big fan of Steve Bannon, and I hope that he doesn't go to prison, and I hope that it's going to turn out all right for him uh, in that sense. We'll have some more info as on Thursday when he goes in for his arraignment to see exactly what happens. So it's some bold statements from a guy who's quote-unquote in trouble. The media's not covering the quotes that he's talking about. All they're saying is he could have up to a year in prison because he's a terrible, horrible human being trying to organize the January 6th protests. Give me a break. On the front of Kyle Rittenhouse, I do want to focus some time on here because we haven't done so on this show. The hearings are wrapped up. The defense, the last I saw, at least they were giving their final remarks and the jury, it's in their hands. Now, I was not aware. And if you listen to another broadcast that I was on as a guest just a little bit ago with Armed American Radio with the great Mark Walters, I jumped on there and, and had some comments. I'm essentially going to say the same thing. I was not aware that there was a shortage of lawyers in this country because the prosecution were literally just a bunch of idiots that had no clue what they were talking about. It's like the politicians in Washington, D.C. that tried to do some big display on the House floor. and They're showing how evil and scary guns are. And you can even attach a chainsaw to the end of it. Look at this magazine. It holds 5,000 rounds in this magazine. When it doesn't, and you can't strap a chainsaw to the end of a firearm, but they try it because they have no clue what they're talking about. That's like me trying to talk about, like, astrophysics. I may be interested in it, but I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. 
I don't know anything about it, but yet I'm going to sit there and give a lecture on it, trying to explain it to other individuals. It doesn't work that way. That's the Democrat mentality. They don't try to educate themselves. They don't try to learn it. They don't try to understand it. And you would think as a lawyer that's in a case about the Second Amendment and guns that you would have a little bit more interesting conversation or at least a basic understanding of how firearms work. Well, these hollow point bullets, I mean, uh, when it gets in there, it just explodes, right? That's the whole purpose of them. Uh, no. Oh, well, you know, it's the semi-automatic thing. That means, like, you hold the, 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 you know, the trigger down and it just shoots out like crazy. No, it, it doesn't. Well, when you carry a firearm and someone else doesn't carry a firearm, that means you're looking to shoot them. These were, by the way, actual arguments they made in the case right now. No, that's, that's not true. I carry it because I don't know what's going to happen to me because it's for, you know, self-defense. Well, self-defense is a, pri- this is again, the prosecution. Self-defense is a privilege. Not everybody gets to have self-defense. And if they don't have a firearm and you do, that means you're looking to shoot somebody. Now, again, I, I said there is no way that Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be prosecuted in any way, shape, or form unless one of two reasons. The jury is full of crazy activists from the Black Lives Matter movement from the community that hate him based on what the media has told them. Or they're afraid of the outbursts of protests and riots that are going to happen if they don't prosecute him. And then you see a rebellion going on in the community. Those are the only two, the singular only two reasons why they would actually charge him with anything in this case outside of claiming self-defense and not guilty on all charges. The only two, because the prosecution was horrible. They had no clue what they were talking about. You would think that they were in law school just trying to figure out that the sky was blue and how you actually read a paper, a, a, a law term paper. Because that's how dumb they were in this argument. It was it was actually comical and laughable. And I guess good news for our end, right? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So I was in a discussion over the weekend on social media. I know. I know. Whenever we start off a conversation like that, you just shake your head and be like, Andy, why'd you do this again? But it, it didn't last long. But I realize that we still need to work on trying to get our messaging out a little bit because there is information, obviously, that people don't know because they're sheltered and social media does not help that conversation in any way, shape, or form. There was, if you're aware or not, maybe you're not, probably not, hopefully not, that Adam Schiff, yeah, the congressman from California that really led the charge on the whole impeachment of Trump during the whole Russian collusion thing, and he's the one that held the case. He was the quote-unquote lawyer in Congress trying to advocate for the impeachment of Trump because Trump's such a horrible you know, loser and all this other garbage. Uh, he's out with a book. And he's on a book tour right now, and he's been making posts about how excited he is to actually talk to people in the communities and go and meet people and yada, yada. And there was uh, so I made a comment. He posted a picture on his social media page. He was like, oh, I'm so happy. Here's my new book. And I made the comment, just a simple reminder comment, asking him if he feels guilty in any way, shape or form. And if this is a distraction from realizing that the whole Russian collusion bit was false now that we have the indictment of Clinton's campaign people and her lawyers for lying and making up the dossier that was handed to the FBI that started the entire investigation. It was a fraud. We knew it was a fraud. We called it a fraud all the way back at the very beginning of all this. And he used that as the evidence to get President Donald Trump impeached. So I just made the nonchalant comment on social media. Hey, are you feeling guilty? And is this the nice little distraction you need to realize that you frauded people into believing a lie? And, of course, I had a few comments of people on there saying, no, Donald Trump is the liar. How dare you even insinuate that Adam Schiff was the liar here? He's a great American. He's the great hero. So, of course, I responded, and you do realize that that information's not credible and that the Clinton people are now under arrest and indicted on this stuff, and the investigation has completely turned and found out that all the evidence is a complete fraud. No response. Now, it's either because they didn't realize that or they knew it but just put the blinders on and didn't want to get into a discussion. Or maybe the page just deleted my post completely. I don't really know because I didn't hear anything thereafter. But again, like we said at the beginning of the show, the truth always comes out in the end. You can't be that teenager trying to build lie upon lie upon lie because now your life is intertwined with everything and it just doesn't work. You can test it while you're in middle school and high school, but it doesn't work when you're a congressman working in Washington, D.C. I mean, it does sometimes, but once people start getting the wind of it and start realizing what's going on, it's kind of a spiraling downhill, depressing state to where you realize how deep the rabbit hole actually goes and people lose their minds. But I find it entertaining because, again, the truth will always come out in the end. And as conservatives, we get to hold our heads high knowing that we stuck it out through all of the mudslinging, through all of the attacks, through all of the personal uh, dismissals, through all of the personal attacks that we had to receive by the name calling and the racist talks and the identity politics and calling us nuts and kooky and conspiracy theorists. 
We just sit back. When you know something deep down and you know it's true, stand firm to it. Again, this is not something that moderate Republicans and wishy-washy Mitt Romney styles actually understand because they don't get that backbone. They don't actually stand on principle. They just go with whatever way the wind blows for that day. And most Democrats do the same thing, except for the ones that have principles. They're just the wrong ones, unfortunately. But as conservatives, where we know deep down inside, and sometimes we may not have the factual information to prove it, but you just feel it. You know it deep down. Like, I really know there's some bad mojo going on here. Stand by that. Because the truth always comes out in the end. Kind of like the love quarrel between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. we got to get to that here later on in the show as well because this is hilarious. Uh, you remember the show Where's Waldo? Or remember the show Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yeah, the game continues on Where in the World is Kamala Harris because we have not been able to find her. The Democrats are still trying to hide her. And it's comical to watch because now she could be the make or break for the midterm elections while Joe Biden and her have their love quarrel and their disagreements going on that are beginning to emerge publicly. The truth coming out in the end. Who could have seen that one happen? We'll get to that in a little bit. Dr. Vermel Green, she'll be joining us here in the next segment. Talk about kids, public education, critical race theory, and more. Lots to get to here on a Monday for The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're darn skippy. Welcome back into The Voice of Reason, radio, TV, live, streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations. We love you to death. Appreciate you hanging out like you do each and every day. Fastest hour of radio on radio. I don't really care. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time uh and again trying to get that message out because apparently people just aren't getting the information sometimes you got to wake them up and really rattle their cage you have to really shake up their foundation to where they question everything and sometimes it's a good thing sometimes they're not just ready to handle that type of information so you wait until they actually are i do have the love coral going on between joe biden and kamala harris we'll get to that here in just a little bit but i don't want to waste any time i am super excited to have our next guest back on the program what's trending today so as you know i and i've called this i really truly honestly think that the public education debate based on a school choice based on critical race theory based on parents rights within the local public schools based on all of the issues going on right now i think those topics 
are really going to be the major focal point for all of the campaigns across the nation going into midterm elections next year. Uh, for whatever, And it's a good thing because we need to focus on the children's education and the young generation. But that hasn't been. And you know, there's always a flavor. When Donald Trump ran, it was about immigration. When, If you remember all the way back when, during, what was it? It was during, oh, it was John McCain's back in 2008 when Barack Obama got in first time. It was again about immigration because Tom Tancredo, the congressman from Colorado, brought immigration there as well. There's always taxes. There's social issues. There's the identity politics. There's all that stuff. But I really think this next year with the midterm elections, the major focal point, is going to be on public education. And it's because of the ridiculous comments that were made during the last election that was a couple weeks ago in the election in Virginia. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. Stop the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Oh, man, that was the uh, bullet, the the final uh, bullet in the coffin there on that one. To talk about that and a heck of a lot more, what we could see in public education moving forward. I love having her on the program. It's been too long since we chatted with her. And she's even taken time out of her vacation to chat with us. She is the author of Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to a Success in School and in Life. She's also with the Boys Initiative. You can find them online, boysinitiative.org. It's Dr. Vermel Green back with us here. Vermel, how are you, my friend? Good to talk to you. Oh, I'm just sparkling, Andy. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love having you on the program, especially to talk about these issues. Do you think that this public education debate, the concern that parents may not have control over their local school boards, whether along with whether it's critical race theory, whether it's the mask mandates, whether it's vaccinating children uh, without your knowledge, all of these issues, do you think that's going to be the driving force going into elections next year? I, you know, I sure hope so, Andy. I hope it doesn't die out. Parents have been sitting by the wayside for far too long, letting um, educrats make all the decisions. And really, we want parents to be a part. You know, as an educator, I used to always decry the fact that my teachers wouldn't come to meetings. We had to bribe them with food or some other kind of way to get them to come to certain programs where we wanted to tell the parents what was going on. So I am just that these parents are rising up and none too soon either. That is very true. You're absolutely right. It took forever to people to focus on it, to even focus on local school board elections. I mean, the off seasons with school boards and you get what, two to three percent of the population turnout for those kind of races. This time we saw conservatives winning in local school board races all over the country. Here in the Wichita area where I'm at, there were four seats open. Three of them were won by conservatives, making it a tie on the school board now for conservative uh, mindsets on that school board, which is Absolutely phenomenal. I've never seen anything like this because people were concerned. I got emails nonstop. Who are these candidates? What do they stand for? Who do you like? Who have you talked to on the radio show? For the first time ever, I actually had people focusing on city council and school board elections concerned, wanting to show up to the school board meetings, wanting to make their voice heard on whether it was critical race theory, mask mandates, vaccinations, whatever it was. The fact that they actually cared about the kids is so comforting. I just hope that that kind of mentality continues. I sure do also. I tell you, all about government is local. So many times we focus on the national races, but it's truly the local government races that are most important, especially when you talk about school board elections, anything having to do with education. And, you know, I really wish that the same parents who came out and, Um, advocated for their children in regards to critical race theory, I hope those same parents will come out 
and advocate for their sons because our boys are truly in crisis. We need schools that will meet their needs. I would love to see school choice become on the ballot, on the ballot where parents are saying we need schools that can specialize in the needs of boys, single gender schools that can show boys not just how to be men, but also have teachers who know how they learn. Amen to that. Amen to that. That's exactly, and, and that's such a, a taboo thing to say in society now to teach boys how to be men because now you're promoting alpha males and you're promoting the rape culture and whatever garbage they try to say on the other side of the aisle. But when you take on these things, and I got to give the uh, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican now, the new governor for Virginia, I got to give him credit. He talks a lot of stuff about education, and that's his focus as the governor and what his mission's going to be. I got to give him credit. For focusing on that, because a lot of times candidates on both sides of the aisle really try to cower because the large, and I know you and I have talked about this before, one of the largest powerhouses of special interests, of money, of power, of control is the teachers union and the education unions. I mean, we saw three different attempts to recall Scott Walker up in Wisconsin years ago, and luckily they failed. But when you start messing with the schools in any way, shape or form, those beasts come out and it's and it's really deciding factor of, is this the hell I want to die on? <laughs> in fact, you're right. The teachers union, if you rankle them, oh my goodness, the claws come out, they zero in on you. But you know what? It's time we start standing up to bullies, just like they used to teach us to do so in school. Then we adults, we need to stand up to bullies. We can stop being bullied for the sake of our children. We have to stand up for what we know is right. And I'm not so sure that the teachers unions always have what's best for our children in the forefront of their thinking. And I'm I, I really, really upset with some of the ways that they're making decisions for our education. As a black woman, I know our black children need to be educated, mm. and especially our black boys at the bottom of test scores and at the top of suspension rates. And the kinds of strategies and the kinds of uh, techniques and, and initiatives that would help them that are really um, uh, downgraded by the teachers' union. They don't want school choice. They don't want the teaching of phonics. They don't want higher-level math. Yes, higher-level math for our boys yeah. and our, all of our children. We need to educate our children because for many of our children, especially our black boys and, and also other minorities, education is the key to get them out of whatever situation they're in that they want to improve themselves. Yeah. So shame on the teachers' union that they keep standing in the way of that. Amen to that. We're talking with Dr. Vermel Green, author of the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy. Also uh, with the Boys Initiative, you can find them online, boysinitiative.org. Let me ask you this. Where has the unions been when it comes to like vaccine mandates, for example? I know that overall in certain larger cities, New York City and some of those, that minority population of vaccination rates are dramatically lower than other areas. And if we start mandating vaccines for children, is this going to have a long-term effect on the public education system for those that either can't get it, don't know anything about it, or don't want to get the vaccine for COVID-19 going forward with public education? Well, the teachers' unions are really walking in lockstep with the, with the Democratic um, uh, uh, thought process. They want vaccinations for everyone. They want everyone wearing masks. Um, they uh, would have kept our kids at home on virtual learning 
but the parents rose up and said, <laughs> no, no longer. But uh, it, it's insane. insane because, again, we're not thinking about our children. Yeah, well, it's insane. to, Like you said, I mean, if they really had the teachers and the students in mind for their interest, they would be fight, They would be the leading charge fighting this thing. Look at the graduation rates. Look at the test scores that have dropped dramatically. Look at the student involvement that has dropped dramatically over the last year because of doing the virtual stuff. There's no way we want to continue to do this madness. But like you said, I mean, they've kind of bought into the political hype of this is the only way that we can actually, quote unquote, be safe or else you're like spreading the virus and trying to kill people. It's an insane type of position, I think, for a union to take. It is. And, you know, what really pains me, though, it is not the rank-and-file membership that is thinking like this in many times. It's the, 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 the leadership of the unions, because when you talk to the teachers, they want to be in school. They want what's best for the children. They think it's ludicrous that everybody has to be masked up, you know, when when you, they look at the kids and they're putting the mask down on the ground and, and then they're picking it up and, and breathing in the germs and, and wiping their noses and wiping the mask. And that's the same mask that he had on last month. You know, they realize how truly it is, you know, when you're looking at, especially with the little ones, yeah. you know, oh, I just wish that they would, again, start doing what's best for children, listening to the parents and doing what's best. All. You would think they would. Maybe this is the wake-up call when they lost these massive elections across the nation for school boards uh, the, just a couple of weeks ago, when that was the main focal point in Virginia, where they lost their safe haven in their big, uh, deep blue state of Virginia with the Republican. Maybe this is the wake-up call, and they'll start backing off a little bit. It's Dr. Vermal Green, author of the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to a Success in School and in Life, also with the Boys Initiative. Find them online, boysinitiative.org. Dr. Vermal Green, it is always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us especially on vacation. Get back and enjoy a little bit. Okay, Andy. Thank you for having me, my hey, friend. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again here real soon. We'll take a break. We'll wrap up the show today. Lots more to get to. Get your thoughts as well. We'll try and cover the gamut of all the topical issues going on today. It's The Voice Reason. It's a Monday. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
Online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out, wrapping up hour number one, because there's only one hour, so we'll be back at it tomorrow. we got a laundry list of guests to get to all this week, a laundry list of topics to try and touch on throughout the week as well. Thanks again to Dr. Vermel Green. Coming on the show, boysinitiative.org. You can find their information, trying to teach boys how to be men. What a crazy, wild concept. You know, be like men. Not being men of like, uh, not being college boys and stupid boys, but actually being men. Not the partying type, the, you know, just the loosey-goosey type, but actually being responsible, actually taking on responsibility, actually treating people with respect, actually being a fatherly figure. What a concept. What a wild, and that's not what the progressives want in today's time. Real quickly here, we got a few minutes left. I got to talk about this because this is hilarious. You ever watch those dating shows on social media? Or not on social media, but on TV, like some of the new ones. You have, of course, like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I don't watch those. I think I saw season one of The Bachelor all the way back when. I haven't watched another one since. I don't get into it. I don't really care in any way, shape, or form. But I do find some of the dating shows pretty entertaining. There was one on Netflix, and I think they've only done one season. I don't know if they've done another season. It was uh, Love is Blind. And they go through and they do these like boxed rooms to where they can hear each other, but they can't see each other. And in like this week's time or two weeks time or whatever it was, they had to meet and talk with a few different girls and guys. And then they would choose the people that they liked. And then they would, by the end of it, see if they would propose. And then they would meet in person face to face after they've talked forever to try and make that connection without the the looks or anything, see if they match personality wise. They would get engaged and then see if they would actually go on to be married after they meet face to face. It was kind of fascinating and really hilarious. But there's always one, regardless whether it's that show or other shows, there's always a couple or two where you know it's going to be a disaster. And maybe you see it with some of your friends and family as well. You're like, oh, oh, that's going to be a train wreck, but I got to watch it. That's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Let's let's just set the stage here for a second, shall we? This relationship started off with them on a debate stage during the presidential primaries where Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist because he supported segregated school buses at the time that she was of age, which she wasn't part of, but she says she was part of, and that Joe Biden supported the segregation of the school buses in her school district and called him a racist as a left-wing progressive radical on the debate stage. And since then, it's gone downhill. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden chose her to be vice presidential candidate. When asked about it in the media, she laughed and she's like, it was a debate. It didn't mean anything. I just say things because it doesn't really matter. And now she's VP. But again, just like the Where's Waldo, just again, like where in the world's Carmen San Diego, we have yet to see Kamala Harris in the 10 months that Joe Biden has been president of the United States. Because the one duty that she had, she botched horribly. 
with the immigration issue by going down to Central America, going to Mexico, going to the border, and then trying to figure it out. Kind of like they were using the same strategy of what Donald Trump did during the COVID pandemic with the COVID task force with Vice President Mike Pence, where he was in charge of everything. He was leading it. He was giving daily updates to the media. He was giving updates to Trump. He was in charge of the entire scenario. That was kind of the mode of way things were being done. So Joe Biden tried to mimic that using Kamala Harris to handle it, to take charge, and it bombed terribly because we still have the issue. We still have, what, 85,000 illegal immigrants from Haiti trying to work their way up uh, to the border, or maybe they're already here. I don't know because the media hasn't talked about it in forever. Here's some headlines I want to read you from CNN. Exasperation and dysfunction inside Kamala Harris's frustrating start as vice president. Again, according to CNN, she's the victim in this situation. Here's from the NewYorkPost.com. Kamala Harris sidelined amid growing tensions with Biden, according to the insiders. Here's the last one. According to TheHill.com, Kamala Harris, a 2024 problem for Biden and the Democrats going into the midterm elections. I know. I know. There's a mess here. And we knew it was coming. Now, we knew that they were going to eventually sidestep Joe Biden and put her in there. But she has botched that idea so badly, so badly that now the Democrats are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do you continue with the idiot Joe Biden that can't remember his name half the time is try to be leader and you just hold him up with a bunch of steroids and sticks as like the nice little, uh, you know, uh, little clown that he actually is telling him what to do, telling him not to answer any questions from the media and just ride it out for the next three years? Or do you sidestep him and sideline him and put in Kamala Harris, who is extremely unpopular and has botched every project that she's done so far? What do you do? She has become the liability for the Democrats. And with the issues and tensions growing internally, it really makes you think who's really pulling the strings here. Is it her trying to be the radical left wing crazy that she is? Or is it Joe Biden just trying to do his own thing? Either way, it's entertaining for you and I to watch on the right side of the aisle. Although it's sad and devastating as well because they're the ones actually leading the country. We'll follow that one as it continues to evolve. Until then, podcast up in just a little bit. We'll see you back on the radio tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.